Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, and I look back on AEW Dynamite from last night and Chris Jericho versus Jobber. Ah, ah. Action Andretti, what a match between those two. Also, we get into the world title match between MJF and Ricky Starks, and we got to get into everything that's going on between the WWE and Mandy Rose right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Obviously, um, one of the other big names at the tip of everybody's tongue this morning, other than Mandy Rose, is... um, Action Andretti. Yep. And before last night, I could not have told you who how who Action Andretti was. And now the entire wrestling world who tuned into Dynamite last night knows exactly how he is. And, and let's take his last name, Andretti. So when I say the last name Andretti, Dave, Tommy, who do you immediately think of? The race car driver. Mario Andretti, right? Mario Andretti is one of the most famous indie car drivers of all time. Do you know how many times he won the big one? How many? One time. He won the Indianapolis 500 only one time. I believe that might have been back in like 1969 or something like that. But he won the big one once and you never forgot his name. Formula One? Um, IndyCar, you know, like okay. the Indy 500. Um, yeah, I, I guess they are Formula One cars. Yeah, they're not stock cars like NASCAR, right. but he wins the big one once in 69, and people never forgot his name. Last night, Action Andretti wins the big one against Chris Jericho, uh, in a very surprising and definitive fashion. And depending on what they do with him going from here, there's a good chance we might not ever forget the name of Action Andretti also. I agree. And you guys both talk about the crowd. Uh, The crowd made that match as well. You needed that type of crowd because the crowd got into it, it felt like, right from the beginning of the match because they were having fun with Action Andretti. They were doing the chance of let's go jobber at the beginning of that match. Like... And then you saw the fans go from having just fun with Action Andretti to actually buying in to the match. And by the end of that match, when he beat Chris Jericho, 
that place popped and everybody jumped up and down. You know, it's it's so funny. You know, we've referenced this a few times this week, Bully. The the video that I sent you of Ivan Putsky and superstar Billy Graham. And we're talking about, man, like you, you said it, Bully. This can still happen. You could still get fans to buy in and have this type of reaction. I really felt watching AEW last night that what you said just a couple of days ago rang true with probably the smartest of the smart mark type of crowd, right? The AEW crowd. But that crowd, at least for that match, and I think there was other couple other examples throughout the night as well, but definitely for that match, they were emotionally invested. And for that one night, they saw the ultimate upset in front of them, and they knew they were almost a part of history. Last night, I sent out two very different but very similar tweets when it came to certain um, segments on AEW. With the Jeff Jarrett segment, I said, old school heat will never get old. And with the Jeff, uh, with the Chris Jericho match, I said, old school psychology will never get old. What Jeff Jarrett and Chris Jericho did last night was pro wrestling 101. They did not reinvent the wheel. They did not have some five-star matches or try to go outside of the box. What they did last night has been going on for 100 years, and it worked better for Jeff Jarrett and Chris Jericho last night than anybody else on that show. So, yes, I see Tommy smiling right now. So, go ahead, Tommy. I'll let you finish my thought. (laughs) When I saw... The acclaimed go out and interrupting their over, over, um, you know, rap in the beginning. And when I saw it was Jeff Jarrett, again, I said, Jeff Jarrett, pure genius, attacking the hottest act in the industry, which then elevates him. Because when we had the acclaimed on uh, yesterday, I was like, what's going to be next? FTR is going this way, that way. Totally didn't see the whole Jeff Jarrett thing coming. It was great how they set it all up. And like Bully just said, it's old school. It's old school heat. They interrupted what fans love to see, to hear and be a part of. And they took that away. Then the other aspect of it, like we're talking about Jericho, and then I'm talking about this, it's veteran leadership. That Jericho match, and, and we'll break down more, meant more to that crowd than the world, world title with the hometown favorite in there. And that's because of the job that Jericho did. And, and Dave, uh, not to peel back the curtain, uh, there's something that happens tonight between me and Bully Ray that in the arena, people separated when I walked to the back and they separated when Bully walked to the back because I was pissed and so was he. And then I've gotten more texts where people and even people there and people were, were, and they're like, dude, like that was the realest thing I've ever seen. And or uh, somebody texts me. He's like, I was crying when I watched what happened with you and Bully because it reminded me of what happened to me and my best friend. And it was just like, wow, that's heavy stuff. But I'm not you guys could talk about that on Friday, but it's that realism. But it's that it's and and that's why I always say veterans are so key to locker rooms, because if you were a talent and if you were in the back and you weren't watching what Chris Jericho was doing or even as simple as what Jeff Jarrett was doing, you're going to remain in the back and you won't be there in the front. 
And that's so key. And I see it all the time. And for the the talents that I like, or I've taken like kind of under my wing, I say, hey, you're going to learn nothing being in the back, bullshitting, playing video games, doing whatever you're going to do. So get out there and watch a monitor or get out there and sit in the crowd and feel it. Because I felt everything last night because that energy was coming through my my television. And again, when I was watching Jericho from the promo and and then the afterwards, he got that kid over. That was the greatest. If that kid wins the world title, it will mean nothing compared to what Chris Jericho did for him last night. And And Jeff Jarrett and Chris Jericho both. In similar ways did absolutely nothing last night. Nothing. Yeah, Chris Jericho had a match, put a nice little match together with the kid, but did nothing. Compare Chris Jericho's match from last night to the uh, to the six-man or that opened the show or any other type of match that we see, you know, what we would consider a typical AEW match. Chris Jericho had like... um an 80s style WWF match last night. Why did it work so much? Why did it work so well? Why were the people on their feet? Why were the people going crazy? Because it's all old school psychology that younger wrestling fans or smart wrestling fans or younger wrestlers or wrestlers who think they know better all think doesn't work anymore. Oh, that's outdated stuff for you old men like Dreamer and Bully and Jericho and Jeff Jarrett to still scream at the top of their lungs about because you don't understand what wrestling is like in 22 going into 23. Your sister's ass. We get it better than anybody. Better. And it still works. And it works like a charm. You just have to know what you're doing. And Jeff and Jericho manipulated that crowd last night. Yeah, and the proof's in the pudding. Because I thought you were going to say, your mother's ass. (laughs) You've grown up. (laughs) Plus, that would be on a Tuesday, not a Thursday. Uh, But, Bully, I I agree with you uh, 100%. Because especially the crowd that we saw last night. Like I said, in that match with Jericho, everybody in that match thought that this was just going to be an enhancement match, that Jericho was going to go over. This was just going to be a fun time for them to sing Jericho's song. They'll watch like a a three-and-a-half-minute match. They decided, you know what, we're going to hijack this match. We're going to... We're going to chant jobber and all oh, let's go jobber and have a little fun with the match. And then as that match went on, all those fans were like, oh, my God, I have to actually pay attention to what's going on in the ring. And they were emotionally invested. You guys preach it all the time on this show. If if you don't care, how are the fans going to care? They made us care last night and the fan the fans cared more. About, like you said, probably more than any other match on that show last night, they cared about action Andretti. And it was because of what Chris Jericho was able to do that they bought into everything that was happening in that match last night. And how they set the table with it. Old school interview. And Jericho said, 
hey, I'm doing this just to get like a win under my belt again. Yeah. Same with, and then the other cliffhanger, we're going back to Garcia and hey, you got to listen to this veteran leadership, blah, 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 Sammy. You can see like all these things, how they keep on just intertwining. And when they're talking about storytelling and when you're talking about a first sentence of a long chapter, this is just another level of that. Because when your leader is unraveling yeah, and then your yeah. group is unraveling, then what the hell is going to happen? And it was it, it was brilliant. And, and like I said, they set the table, the meal was delivered and the meal was friggin delicious. If, if I'm a young wrestler <clears throat> in that AEW locker room, Dave, I am getting in touch with Chris Jericho or Jeff Jarrett. If I didn't, if I didn't approach them last night after the show, I'm getting in touch with them this week or next week and asking them to please explain to me what you were able to do last week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Give it to me in wrestlers terms. Break it down for me. How were you able to do nothing yet make it mean everything? How did you manipulate a crowd into booing you out of the building, Jeff Jarrett? And they weren't they weren't booing Jeff Jarrett because they didn't want him to be here. Oh, we're AEW fans. We don't like Jeff Jarrett. We want to change the channel on him. No, that's not the kind of booze <laughs> Jeff Jarrett was getting last night. Jeff Jarrett got legitimate heat last night. Yes. You know how I know it was legitimate heat? Because I'm the fucking king of legitimate heat. And what Chris Jericho was able to do in manipulating that crowd last night. A thing of beauty is a joy forever. You know who said that? Who? John Keats. You know where I learned that from? Where? White men can't jump. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. If you missed anything this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio, I got you covered. It's Mike Babchicks. Morning After, where we play back the best clips of the week and recap in a way you have never heard before. It's a roast like no other, and no one is safe. Not Mad Dog, not anyone. This is a Morning After walk of shame you actually won't regret. You can find Mike Babchicks Morning After on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show so you never miss an episode. I just watched the dynamite leading up to dynamite tonight on the same day. And when I tell you that promo segment they did had me so, and it was fresh in my mind because I had just seen it. And then I love the two promos going into because they were debating what they said last week. 
and then the match. And also like, you know, in, I believe it's Ricky Starks' hometown uh, or close to it. And the match delivered. The match was great for both guys. Neither, but somebody went over, somebody got over. And then like we had discussed before, here comes the next person and his next feud, Brian Danielson. That's obviously where the money is going to be for now. And uh, love, love, loved everything that they did. Um, the people were into it, uh, especially after getting exhausted from previous segments. But and I know for bullies thing and the referee did not see it. I'm not a big fan of the pushing of the referee, but it was covered from every base. And when, you know, we say it's that simple. It really is that simple. And I always joke with you, but now that I'm a Cowboys fan, I can experience your Cowboys pain about was it pass interference? Was it not pass interference? But if like what he did and the, he goes, the referee never saw it and the referee didn't see it. He got kicked in the balls and, and lost. Yeah, and and, by, and and he got shoved out of the way by Ricky Starks. It wasn't like MJF shoved him out right. of the way. Ricky Starks shoved him out of the way, and MJF took advantage of that. Hey, I didn't touch the – I didn't do that. That was Ricky, but he was able to take advantage. I, Bully, I, you know, again, I really kind of felt in that match a little bit of old-school psychology because the fans were behind Ricky Starks, MJF – one in a you know an underhanded heelish way, and the fans let him know about it. Like those are the type of reactions. That was a really good crowd last night, but also what we saw in the ring dictated what the how the crowd reacted last night. When the when the performers are giving the people what they want, and when the crowd is reacting in a certain way, that's when the magic happens. That's the beauty of what we do. The crowd is as important to the experience as the actual in-ring product. You ask anybody in ECW about ECW, they will tell you that our fans came first. They were the number one thing that made the company special. Before I go on about the match, question, maybe I missed something. Why did Paul Turner put on his gloves? I don't remember if there was any blood in that match. I don't. I don't remember. There wasn't a drop blood. of blood. I don't remember. Any, Tommy, blood any any that. reason why Paul Turner put on his gloves? MJS back knee uh, opened up. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I I can't answer that question, bully. I don't. know. I'll go back. Maybe that he thought he saw some blood. Okay, because he had the gloves on for I'd say three four minutes. Then he took them off. Maybe there was no more blood. And I was wondering if there could have been a an error in stooging something off that might have been coming in the match. What Dave? There was there was there was like a little bit of blood, I remember now. Like there was a scratch on MJF's face. It wasn't anything like crazy, but he had he got scratched on the face. Cause I remember seeing like a little trace of blood, but not I don't think it was enough to like put gloves on. You guys would know better than me, but that was Fair the enough. only thing I, I could think of. I was of. looking yeah. at their faces, their bodies. I didn't see blood, but if you saw a trickle of something, fine. Um, I agree with everything you guys said. I think that MJF and Ricky Starks also had a lot of adrenaline running through their body, a lot of pre-match jitters. 
the opening shoulder tackle spot was off. Uh, Ricky Starks was running the ropes so fast that he tripped himself up at times. It took them a, a couple of minutes to settle down into a groove. Dave, you've you've probably never experienced this before, but that adrenaline rush, Tommy can tell you, like I told you about the adrenaline rush that I experienced at the Rumble in Philadelphia. When you get hit with that much adrenaline, it's almost uncontrollable at times, and you're moving at speeds that you can't control. It's like throwing a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, but you can't throw it for a strike. So you have to see them kind of settle settle in to a groove. And I thought once they settled into a groove, they did a good job. I got a text last night from, from, uh, from one of the boys, and he asked me, he said, he said, Bubba, in all seriousness, I'm not taking away from MJF, but why does he look green out there when he wrestles? I said, I don't think he looks green. I said, I just don't think he looks as polished because MJF doesn't get a lot of ring time. MJF is sure as hell not green on the microphone, but in the ring sometimes you can see that MJF doesn't wrestle a lot. And when you don't wrestle a lot, sometimes you 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 can show that you just don't have as much ring time. And Tommy can tell you, it's that ring time that turns us into fine-tuned machines, polished machines out there. When you're wrestling 300 nights a year, you get into such a groove that you don't get, not exposed, because MJF wasn't exposed last night. I hope we get to see Max wrestle a little, a little more. It's kind of like, you know, he, Max has, compares himself to Piper, and Piper didn't wrestle a lot. And then when Piper did wrestle, I didn't think that he was nearly as polished as the guys that he were, was wrestling, but he didn't have to be. So I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Um, MJF, I, I, I would like to see him just get some more wrestling under his belt so he can become the total package of what I know he can be. The the only other issue uh, or difference when Piper was out there on the road, Piper would put in the time on the live events because, you know, they're working eight days a week. He just would save it for, um, he would save his big matches for television or, or something like that. But how many matches has MJF had this year? I agree. I right, Dave? Like, you know, you and know, I'm, I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'm not because I'm a walk it and talk it guy to a big match. But how many matches has he had this year? I'm going to I'm going to look because I think it's a I think it's a fair question, because if it's just like AEW, well, he's not on TV wrestling every week. So uh, I'm going to look right now because you just asked the question. Um, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to get it, that information. All right, He had the match last night with Ricky Starks. The match before that was in November when he won the world championship from John Moxley. So that's the last time he was in the ring and wrestling was a month, a month ago. And then before that, it was a month before that when he beat Wheeler Yuta. So if you look at October, November, December so far, three matches. Paul, so what's far. the answer to the question? I know you just kind of chimed in. How many matches has he had in 2022? Nine. Dude, nine matches in a year. And I'm getting a text from one of our fellow professionals saying, why does he look green in the ring? Nine matches in one year, you cannot be that polished. Even Randy Orton would probably show signs of rust. 
if he only had nine matches in a year. Well, don't, and, but, but also to be fair, don't forget he was written off a of TV for a while. He was gone I, for like it doesn't four matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter why. Yeah. My my point is. Why doesn't he look as polished as some of the other wrestlers? Because a lot of the other guys in AEW wrestle more often. And when you wrestle more often, you don't show those signs of maybe not knowing what you're doing out there at times or not being in the right place at times. Tommy, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, 1000%. And the other part of it, no matter what you do in a wrestling school, or if you have a wrestling ring and you have a person that you get in the ring with and roll around with, it's nothing like when you're in front of people. And it's also your first title defense. And there's a lot of things like that crowd reaction of like, yay, boo, or when you feel you have to perform and, you know, you always preach this, you have to also train your mind because when you're in a, a, a ring of a wrestling school you don't have thousands of fans who paid to see you, paid to boo you, and your mind can make you blow up as well. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. This is Adam Shine, host of the Adam Shine Podcast. Here to tell you, you can listen to my podcast all year round. I'll give you my NFL picks against the spread, give you fantasy advice all season long, while being joined by the best guests in all of sports. He's Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. This is what I expect. You know, I expect to play well every year. We release episodes of the Adam Shine Podcast every week. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. The Adam Shine Podcast. Tommy, if you remember yesterday, we started the show with Mickey James on Roxanne Perez becoming your new NXT Women's Champion. Uh, beats Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose, uh, the champion for over a year. I even pointed out that she was just a couple of days away from breaking Shayna Baszler's record, would have made, which would have made her the second longest reigning NXT Women's Champion of all time. That uh, is Asuka is the uh, the longest reigning women's champion. And we talked a lot on the show yesterday, Tommy, about her epic run. Man, I mean, we spoke just as much as about Mandy Rose as we did about Roxanne Perez on the show yesterday because this was one hell of a run. Mandy Rose, um, you know, moving down from the main roster uh, to NXT. Mandy Rose wasn't doing a lot. Um you know, she was good in the ring, but not nearly as good as she became as a part of NXT. She really invent, reinvented herself as a part of NXT, became a champion, became a long-reigning champion. And I think you looked completely different about Mandy Rose than you did when she was a part of the main roster. And we were kind of speculating what's next 
for Mandy Rose, Tommy. And we really saw a bright future ahead for Mandy Rose, most likely on the main roster. Yeah, I thought she would definitely be going to the Royal Rumble. Uh, Great debut. I said it on the air, and obviously that's not going to happen. Obviously, we know why. Another upset that happened on Tuesday, but I don't really consider it an upset because they had a very, very great competitive match. Um, And then we obviously find out the next day she was released. And um, that's why pretty much she lost that title. Um, And then... For the reason she was released, uh, obviously we'll get into it. And then uh, she just released a statement uh, from her own social media account. David, do you have it uh, pulled up? Yeah, let me get that for you here in just a second. Um, You know, Mandy, I guess she tweeted this out earlier. Uh, It's on her fan time account. Uh, Hey, guys, thank you for all the messages. I am overwhelmed with all the love and support from you guys. And don't worry, the page is still up. So um, from everything that uh, we heard, and again, that's you know from her, her account, or her fan account, um, you know, all the pictures and everything started to leak out during the course of the day yesterday. I was shocked when I heard, out, heard that she was released. As a matter of fact, immediately after the show, I was doing um, my intro for our podcast, that drops each and every day. Make sure you subscribe to the Busted Open podcast. And I saw Gabby's jaw drop. And then to the point where I stopped talking, I was like, Gabby, is everything okay? She's like, no, finish your thing. But some news has happened, but hold on. Then I started recording it again. And as I was recording it again, I saw Mickey James's jaw drop. And then it was just like hearing that Mandy Rose was released. And then during the course of time yesterday, the pictures started coming out. And again, listen, like, I feel like as long you can monetize on pictures, you know, as long as it's obviously consensual, it's safe, you know, you're not doing anything wrong. But in the eyes of the WWE, Tommy and Bully, that may not be the case, you know. And and again, like a lot of people speculating and a lot of people uh, angered and upset. And I understand that because Mandy Rose was a big player. But, Bully, you always say it comes down to what's in the contract, what's in that performer's contract. We talked a lot last year about the third-party things. And for a while, that third party was taken off the table. It was put back on the table earlier this year. But I'm sure with with restrictions, I'm guessing. Again, this is very much a guessing game, Bully, because I don't know what was in Mandy's contract. There is a term or terminology in entertainment or any any type of agreement that in, it, it involves a contract. It's called the four corners of the contract in which if anything goes wrong and you have a dispute in a court of law, that's what the judge, that's what the attorneys, that's what the jury looks at. The four corners of the contract. What is on that paper What words are on that paper that both parties mutually came to an agreement on, both parties signed off on, both parties had notarized and agreed upon? That's what matters. We don't know yet if Mandy Rose was released, fired, let go, or if Mandy Rose asked for her release true or not 
Nothing. Uh, we haven't heard anything official from the WWE at this point. WWE has not released their typical statement of the WWE and Mandy Rose have come to a mutual agreement, blah, blah, blah. Best of luck in your future endeavors. So we don't know what's going on. A professional wrestling contract is very, very one-sided. And my lawyer, who uh, and Tommy knows my lawyer very well, and my lawyer is involved in the music industry, he tells me that pro wrestling contracts are only second to music industry 360 contracts when it comes to not being friendly to the talent. There are words on in contracts, whether it's a WWE contract, an impact, an AEW contract, that are vague, in which it says, if you do something that the wrestling company is not in favor of, or the wrestling company feels that paints them in a bad light, or puts them in a bad situation, they can let you go. A wrestling contract basically says that they can let you go at any time for any reason. Tommy, agree or disagree? Agree. So, Dave, if my producer in a wrestling company were to say to me, Bubba, we want you to throw three punches tonight, and I go out to the ring and I throw five punches, and the place comes unglued, and I come back and they say, well, we wanted you to throw three punches, not five. We're going we're gonna to let you go. They can do that because the words in the contract say that they basically can release you at any time. Uh, until we have absolute specifics, it's hard to comment on this in a way in which we probably all want to talk about it. And All it, I know is if the WWE released Mandy Rose, they must have not been happy with some of the content she was posting and might have thought that it was putting them in a bad spot. And, 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 and bully. And again, we don't know. It could have been an outside vendor. It could have been a sponsor. It could have been, you know, one of the toy companies that do the figures for the WWE, you know, seeing those and say, well, you know, we're, we're not happy with this. And then maybe the WWE, again, I'm just speculating here because like you said, we don't know. WWE confronts Mandy Rose about it and says, you know, we've, we found these, these pictures a little bit, you know, too sexually explicit, too and, risque. you know, and too risque, and we'd like to take, we'd like for you to take that down. And she might have said, "No, you know, I, I, I make a good living off of this. I'm not going to take it down." Well, if you don't take it down, we have to let you go. That that could have been the conversation. Again, I, I don't know. She made it very clear on her account this morning that she's not taking this down. So it could be as simple as, "We want you to take it down. I won't take it down." All right. Well, then you're no longer empl- employed here. It's it's not see. A lot of people yesterday, I I get it because it was new, it was fresh. They're very, very upset at the fact, well, you know, you you started getting about the independent contractors and, you know, why can't they let you do things? Listen, SiriusXM, I'm on Cameo. 
Sirius XM could say to me, and, and, and believe me, Bully and Tommy, I'm sure the way Sirius XM looks at certain things is completely different than, like, say, the WWE looks at things. WWE is extremely a PG product, family-friendly product, and things like that. Sirius XM might see, like, something I'm doing on Cameo and say, you know what? We don't like what you're saying on Cameo. You know, you're being you're using a little bit too explicit language on Cameo. We want you to stop doing it. I, I could say no. I, no, I, I want to continue to do it. But they could say, you know what, then, if you're going to continue to do it, you can't, you no longer could work here. It, it all, like you said, Bully, depends on the verbiage uh, of the contract. And again, this third-party agreement, we knew that this was completely taken off the table. Don't forget, like, what, about a year and a half ago, this was a big conversation on this show when it came to Zelina Vega because Zelina Vega was doing a lot of things on Twitch. They didn't want her. It was not the same thing as this, like the content, but they didn't want her doing third-party stuff, and it led to her going in a completely different way. That is back on the table now, but there could be restrictions on what the WWE talent can or can't do under this third-party agreement. Yeah, um, here's, and Bully will always say this, and I always say this too when there's any sort of like controversy, follow the money. And when you, you know, this is a business and th- there's two parts of it. Dave, you would not have a cameo if it wasn't for SiriusXM because no one would know who the hell you are. And SiriusXM wouldn't have busted open if it wasn't for Dave. Exactly. This These are the arguments that you can have back and forth. But, you know, this is it's wrong. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. And then if it comes down to, well, we're you know, you need to get rid of this thing that's probably generating more money for you than we what we pay you in a year. Probably. Tommy, what can you please specify? I'm, I'm what's wrong. I feel it's wrong. It, it's it's a two sided thing. You just said it. You answered my question, in, in my opinion. It's wrong to let somebody go if that's the reason, because yes, they are a third party person. They love the wrestling business and Hey, I'm making side money, but if you, what you're deeming um, too risque for WWE is like, okay, but then what about all, what about me being in a bikini kissing Otis? So there, there's all these things that go back and forth where you would get into a fight. And, and let me, the other part where you said, Bully, I don't think we'll ever get an answer from the WWE publicly. Have we gotten one from Sa- about uh, um, Sasha Banks and Naomi? Have we gotten one? No, because it's a very, very slippery slope that you have to be very, very careful when you're talking about from an organizational stand standing point. Sometimes like, okay, just, just go away. Cool. We'll give you what you want. Just go away because they won't do that. Um, for you, what you had said about, uh, if I could get let go, if my producer told me three punches, then it has to go to, um, did they put it in writing? Because these are things you have to deal with, dude. I've had, I've heard and seen firsthand, like, people straight up lying, trying to get out of their contracts. Then on the other half, the talent is correct. And then the office is lying. It's so much back and forth, but this is what you deal with when you deal with, you know, and it's only going to get worse. 
There's also like, you know, and this is when Vince was around. Why did probably Vince? Because you'd also hear people saying stuff on live streams that they really shouldn't be talking about. Or, I mean, there's also, I've seen people when they were drinking and then saying stuff. And that also goes to social media. I, the, the, whether the WWE said goodbye to Mandy or Mandy said goodbye to the WWE, whether WWE felt her content was too risque, whether Mandy felt that she had it behind a paywall and kept it locked up as well as she possibly could. I think the biggest travesty here is all of the work that is now thrown to the wayside that the WWE and Mandy Rose have done together. Yeah. Mandy did a great job of reinventing herself in NXT. The WWE did a great job of repackaging Mandy in NXT. Mm -hmm. She was getting better and better. I remember at one time on this show, I was comparing Mandy to Trish Stratus. I said that yesterday. There you go. I mean, I, because Trish, in my mind, was of all the people I've ever met in this business, I've never seen anybody want to get better so fast and be so eager to get better and learn more than Trish did. And I saw that in Mandy. So now we've taken all of this great work where we could have been building up a great female talent. And now it's all gone because of content that was published on a third party site. Yeah. Was it too risque? I don't know. Just like you said, Tommy, well, some people could say that Mandy in a bikini was too risque. You know, back in the day, Dave, we were having this conversation yesterday, back in the day, the WWE was, you know, clamoring for their female talent, their divas to be on the cover of Playboy. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the last one, like, like, was like about eighteen years ago with Maria Kanellis was was in Playboy, and you know, and a lot of people were talking about those things, you know, yesterday, like, you know, the WWE pushed for this type of content, and now because somebody's doing it outside the realm of the WWE, they don't like it, and 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 this is where it does come down to verbiage in the contract. The company is different now than it was 18 years ago. It's, it's, you know, I think, I think you would agree 20 years ago, I think the WW, you know, WWE is a little bit more risque. They wanted a little bit more adult content. Now it's very fam family friendly. And again, I don't know, like, was it the WWE or maybe was a sponsor that, that, that brought this to the WWE's attention? I, we really don't know. We don't know the conversation that the WWE and Mandy Rose had once it came to light that these, when these pictures came to light that's why it's 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 a slippery slope but one thing we do know now and we had this discussion before guys these performers and wrestlers are making a ton of money with these third party things that are going on outside of the wwe and i'm wondering if this is where other organizations can capitalize this you know with aew now once her non-compete is over does aew reach out to mandy rose and say hey we want you a part of our of our company and then part of the negotiations is that third party where hey outside of outside us you could do and make money however you want to i mean these are probably going to be part of the negotiations for mandy rose moving forward 
And, and, you know, one of the things I saw trending late last night, maybe early this morning was rehire Mandy. And this is where the facts really need to come into play. Because what if we find out that WWE told Mandy, Hey, you got to take down your content. Otherwise we have to part ways. And Mandy said, okay, part ways. Cause I'm not taking down my, my content. What if she's the one who walked away because she's probably making an ungodly amount of money with her site. And you know what? God bless her yep. for being able to generate that kind of revenue with her God given gifts. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Dave. And yes, it was a different time, but you know why the playboy deal ended again, follow the money because then they stopped having to go through WWE. Hey, don't you want to go do this? And that's when it ended. It's why do I have to go through them if you are an independent contractor? Well, I'm under contract, but you're really not. It's a bottom line. It goes to what the rules. Pro wrestling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Tommy. I don't mean to cut you off. Pro wrestling contracts are bullshit independent contractor contracts. Correct. They, then, they, it steps all over. It steps all over what a true independent contractor is. But taking the WWE or AEW or Impact or any other wrestling company to court to try to prove this independent contractor thing is going to cost you a gazillion dollars. Correct. And, and again, like go to your to your point, Tommy, and to your point, Bully. If Mandy, and, and again, if she's monetizing on this stuff, like you said, God bless. If you're able to do that, as long as like it's all legal and everything, go to it. And if she's making that much money where she can turn her back on the WWE and say, I'm not doing this, then you know what? There's going to be somebody else that's going to hire Mandy Rose. To your point, Bully, they put a lot of work in this last year. I mean, I look at Mandy Rose completely different after 2022 than I did before her run in NXT. Like, to me, she's a bona fide star. Somebody's going to pick her up, and somebody's probably going to let her monetize the way that she's been monetizing this. It's going to happen. Dave, what did I say on the phone last night to you? If I was Tony Khan, I would have sent my jet to Mandy's house, and the first person you would have saw on Dynamite last night was Mandy Rose. Yes, well, she can't Boom. do that because she's probably going to non-compete. But. I, I understand that. But th- th- if, if, that, if that non-compete stuff uh, wasn't in the way, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's and a the no-brainer. Other part, the other part of that is being on television, being in the industry will also fuel your whatever accounts that you have. And it's that relationship. And yes, if she doesn't go to AEW, 1000%, you know, impact, love to have you because you're a star and you're great in the ring. And if AEW doesn't jump on that, hell, uh, impact will. Hey, Mandy Rose, call me, text me, DM me. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports podcast network if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more please give a five-star rating and leave a review subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast catch the full three hours of busted open monday through saturday at 9 a.m eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 go to siriusxm.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today Did you hear that? 
That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Go give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Go give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 